What's up? What's up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio, straight out of the Wind Casino from the Blue Wire Studios. I'm joined alongside Rinwalk Danny, and we're here to discuss the return of the King, or should I say King Nello? Two words in one. Canelo is coming back in May. A lot of us, or should I say me specifically, wanted other fighters to snatch that Cinco de Mayo date. Danny, I know you want Tank and Ryan to try and take it. I think Caleb Plant and Benavidez can take it. But Canelo coming back Cinco de Mayo to claim his own. And we got to talk him being now the third boxer in history to get a statue. Rocky? Yeah, there's definitely more than three. Rocky? Wilder? Canelo? Look, he's going to Google now statues. I am. There if you don't know, more than three. If you don't know off the top, the other ones probably don't matter. And I ain't being disrespectful. It's just, why don't we know? Why statues only became a thing when Wilder got one? Look, Jersey Joe Wildcat has one, champ. You know what I'm saying? Jersey Joe. Shout out to my New Jersey natives. Let's go. Oh, shit. Look at Jose Ramirez. Ah. <laughs> you see him? <laughs> Yeah, Yo, you funny. Yo, um, yeah, what? What source told you Canelo back in May, champ? It's all over the internet, bro. Nah, right here. Champ. The title of this argue is Canelo intrigued by rider fight in May. Man. He said he injured. He said he has to tend to his injury. Mm -mm. That's exactly what he said. He said that he's worried about tending to his injury. Look, Canelo's promoter, Eduardo Hearns. Because that's how the Mexicans know him as Eduardo. Nah, bro. What? We know how to say Like, why wouldn't we say Eduardo fine? That's what I said, Eduardo. You adding a G to it. I never did. This guy's funny. All right. But so, anyway. So what did he say? Uh, Senor Hearns says uh, that he's gotten off to an early start floating the idea of Canelo Ryder on Cinco de Mayo holiday weekend. Bro, Jose Ramirez May. has a fucking statue. Where? Has to be Fresno, right? Yeah, Fresno. At uh, Fresno County Historical Museum. All right, but 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 let me get a screenshot, gentlemen. I don't know that he knows that it looks like this. Come on, bro. Come on. They made, they made, listen, they gave Wilder a statue. So Canelo seen that and he called his peoples and he said, I need a monument. Because you see, Wilder has no wall behind it. Like, this guy's got, <laughs> he's got a whole wall. Like, you're an army guy. Tell me that don't look like the fallen soldiers where they write the wall, the names of them on the wall, right? Yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. But anyway. How do you know that wall wasn't there before and they just on. put this in front of it? No way, bro. As a centerpiece. No way. But but we're going to we're gonna test my Spanish here. Yo, Mike Tyson has one at Resorts World. I fucking forgot. You tripping. At Resorts World. They just put that there. Exactly, bro. Exactly. And it's so in Resorts World. So he had Resorts it before World. Canelo and before but Wilder. Look, but look, it's in Resorts World. It's not in Brooklyn where it matters. That's the point of this. Es un gran honor para mí said reconocido en el lugar que me hizo ver crecer y hizo la persona que soy hoy gracias al gobierno de Huelacán por 
este reconi, re, wait, por no, este reconocimiento y todo la gente que I knew I was going to mess up one or two words. That's what he's here for. Yeah, because I was it's like... It's on his last Instagram I, I post. I was like, he's definitely not thanking the people of Culiacan. That ain't where he's from. Uh, that... All right. Tell me what that says. You said it's his IG post? Yeah, his last IG post. One second. And it, it pretty much tagged... Who, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. The, I don't know. I thought that was it. Let's see. Am I pronouncing it wrong? So uh, he's about to laugh hard right now. Juanacatlan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Jalisco has those funny those those lands. Juanacatlan. No, uh, bro, Jalisco's known for those lands. L A N, bro. Fucking weird ass city names. Mm. But um, yeah, he said, "Gracias al gobierno de Jalisco por este reconocimiento y a toda la gente que asistió." Asistió. That was the word. Attended. No. Isn't asistió means like to assist? Literal, but he yeah. means attended. Yes. Well, there was a lot of people here. Can we get a screen share once again? We'll start from the back forward. So this is him signing, you know, obviously a some sort of artwork during the entire presentation. Uh and look, look how big it is. You see, Wilder was able to hug his statue. Wow, you you know, Canelo can't stand next to this. No, he has to climb it. It's bigger than, you know. Uh, that's why, I, is that Eddie or someone that just looks like him? Uh, neither. Hmm. Look at the people. Call them the people's chance. Standing on top of whatever they look, can look to the get a picture. Look the cracks in the walls. This is the real Mexico. Oh, yeah. Look at that. They brought the, they brought the, the good chairs out for Canelo. Look, the, you know that's his mother. Uh, I'm sorry, next picture. What, right there? No, nah, the, the picture you're about to go to. Yeah, that's his mother right there on the far left, if I'm not mistaken. Right, yeah. yeah oh, I, why why did I think she was the one with the red hair? Oh, uh, bro. I think she had a time when she had red hair, though. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Canelo's been doing a lot of white. You know, he's on his angel shit. Fire. Yo, why, why his wife look like Jamie Villamore right there? Get out of here. No? Nah. Not even? I, I, I think you talking about, like, the, the hair, hair, the hair is totally Jamie, but yeah. and the shirt, I feel like the shirt's Jamie. Uh, Yo, Canelo not, looking not, thin, man. Not you, enough look, cleavage. Look, look, you're right. <laughs> Canelo looking thin. Danny doesn't believe a a, a, a Cinco know, de Mayo return. Look you, how thin he looks. It's funny you say that. It's funny you he's say ready. that. He's ready because the picture where he's standing with his wife and daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, the white got him looking like he got a little gut going. What? Yeah, look at look at how it kind of forms around his stomach. You see, you got to Come few on, let me move that to the side. Uh, since you're talking about, oh, I can't. Forget it. Yeah. But yeah. Canelo ain't been on that foodie fit. We're good. <laughs> now, I think he looks thin, actually, to, 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 to be out and about. Definitely looks thin there. Um, Champ, are you saying May? Like, that's not five months. So you got more than enough time to prepare. But that's what I'm saying. He <clears> looks <throat> fairly thin to be so far out. He looks ready. You you made it seem as if he still needs to rehabilitate, which which means he doesn't Champ, have to be running. That's what he said. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, and I'm, I'm just telling you what I'm, his promoter is throwing out there. Yeah, no, I'm just saying what he said. They asked him about the fight. And he's he said he's like, look, uh, you know, the thought to fight in London, and I'm paraphrasing here, 
you know, the thought to fight in London, it's, it's you know, it's amazing. But, you know, right now uh, I'm focusing on healing and recovering from my hand injury. And in January we'll sit down. Right now we haven't even discussed possible opponents. So I'm calling bullshit, but. Bro, uh, and I quote, it would be interesting to fight in London because he is from there. It would be a very big clash. Canelo said in the press conference. I mean, like, it's 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 Ryder, bro. Like, that's what his promoter can offer him. It's either Ryder or as this writer suggests, you know, I feel like when I started, I didn't really... I feel like I criticized Boxing 24, but they just bold, you know? He's calling... Canelo fighting Ryder, calling it the a foxhole. He's saying Canelo's using the UK and obviously the love and admiration that the UK fans bring to hide from the tougher opposition, the likes of David Benavides, Dimitri Bivol, David Morrell, Jamel Charlo, Jamal Charlo, Arthur Betterbeef. Some of these challenges that the writer has written, I don't know that um, you can say, you know, Canelo's hiding from them. Like, how are you hiding from 75-pounders? Yo, I like how you stopped the sentence when you stopped it and didn't continue the quote where he says, but the truth is that I haven't talked about that and that I have not negotiated an opponent yet. I'm focused on the rehabilitation of my hand and see how I feel in January. Okay. And see what the doctor... I didn't stop it there. I'm going off of my article, which stopped it there. Okay. No, But they did have the link to the press conference if you wanted to go for the full. No, and I'm going to be honest with you. I just read the... uh, Basically this, right? Obviously, I saw the pictures of the statue or monument unveiling, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I just saw the headlines saying what they said uh, regarding the... You know, the... The fight with Ryder, and I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like it's definitely going to be Ryder. Um, I just wanted to put everything out there for the people. But is it a foxhole for you? A foxhole. Whichever term that is. I've never heard that term. So this writer's name is Sean Jones. Never heard that term, a foxhole. Is that some military shit? Um, So... I, according to Urban Dictionary, mm-hmm. because when you look at Fox, so it's like a place a fox legit goes. Mm. So producer says it's the trenches, the defensive position. Yeah, according to Urban Dictionary, a location that is not frequented by anyone other than its residents, those oh. who live there. Okay, of- that sounds like the United Kingdom. Often to describe a social behavior. Okay, I don't know about that part. But, yeah, like, American boxing fans don't usually go to the UK. Like, it's got to be a really big-ass fight involved with a big-ass American. I don't know that that Canelo gets us over there. Maybe he gets some Mexicans. I don't know he gets some Americans. I mean, that's all that matters, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think that you're um, downplaying his popularity and fan base to nah. to solely say it's Mexicans only. That I'm not Mexican and I've been a Canelo yeah. fan since 
But you talking about since I guess Trout? Okay, so how many I, before I, then? I was still a fan because I, I watched and 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 and, 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 and it's and, whack and to ask you this, right? Because mm -hmm. you worked the sport, but it's like you're such a fan. How many tickets have you bought to his fights? Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't say. And, and and the reason I bring that up and it, that you don't even have to answer that, right? Obviously, you work, you get credentials. I say that to say the people that's buying his tickets, they're gonna travel. You know, they're going to travel. Uh, whether it's Mexican-Americans or Mexicans, they're going to travel. And I think... But if the media doesn't want to travel, the fans probably won't travel. Nah, and... I, all right. What about what happened with Macau? Pacquiao back then was bigger than Canelo Yeah, no, that's is. cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, Here's the thing, though, right? The World Cup just showed they had... You keep using no, no, this listen, analogy. Listen. You can't use these, you can these greater than sports, bro. But it, it is a greater than sport. I'm talking about the fan base in itself, right? Canelo, Again, listen. bigger fan bases. Right, cool. Canelo is a decorated world champion, right? Mm -hmm. When Canelo climbs into the ring, although against tough opposition, very rarely is a consensus going to be, oh, Canelo's probably going to lose this fight, mm -hmm. right? The Mexican national soccer team was going to Qatar without any shooters. Like, the Mexican fan base knew, we'll be lucky to wear the nice jerseys. And they never did, right? They, because they didn't advance. Yet, they showed up in Qatar, bro. They, look, I'm, they do it in London. There's nonstop flights from Mexico City to London. I doubt there's nonstop flights from Guadalajara, but I wouldn't be surprised because that, that being... Um, the second biggest city. That being said, I think that they'll show out enough to get a a nice, um, you know, seventy thousand. Wow. And well, and I'm I'll not saying ahead. seventy thousand are going. I'm saying seventy thousand in attendance. In attendance, obviously, the Brits have a phenomenal, the best uh, mm -hmm. boxing fan base in the world. Well, I'll go ahead and say that I don't think this is a foxhole or whatever that is supposed to mean. Um, because again, the writer is insinuating that he's using the UK as a foxhole to hide from talented opposition like David Benavidez, Dimitri Bivol, David Morrell, Jamel Charlo, and Arthur Betterbeev. And again, going down his list, David is completely busy with Plant, and I'm sure if Canelo were to offer the winner of that fight, who fights in March a fight in the beginning of May, people would say the same thing they said when he offered Kovalev a fight off of the back of a fight. So... Eh, huge difference. <laughs> About a month difference in camp. I mean, you're talking... Kovalev got 10 weeks. You're talking mid-March to first week Not of May. Not mid-March. I mean, from, from what? Okay, we could go with mid-March because Caleb announced early March. So, you know, the furthest we can go is second week. Because okay. third week won't be early. I, I think the rumored date is like the 12th. Second week. You know what I'm week. saying? So you're talking at least a three-week difference in camp. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking, if you're lucky, a seven-week. I'm just saying I think they'll still complain. Oh, and, and they should. There's no need to turn around that quick. But that's Canelo's date. So that's if you cool. want the big fight, that's when he's dancing. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think that it's his date as much. If he fights that day this year... It would have uh, been how long since he fought no, on that date? No, I mean, he fights on that date. Um, fought last year on that date. Oh, with Billy Joe? Uh, with uh, 
Dimitri Bivol and then the year prior with um, Billy Joe. Oh. But, no, I was going to say, regardless, champ, if he's fighting Ryder, which we believe he is, we're going to be the zone pay-per-view, cool, but it's going to be out there. Meaning, whoever the fuck, Tank Ryan could still go that night and still be successful. Mm. The zone already made it clear that they won't do Ryan and Canelo on the same day. They wouldn't oh, even yeah, do right. Cinco de Mayo for Ryan. They wouldn't even consider it not to upset Canelo. But I'll go ahead and answer my question. So then there is no other fight that can take that day. I didn't know. I didn't know. I will. I mean, that doesn't mean because they don't want to do it that it can't be done. I mean, sometimes. They don't want to do it because they have an alliance with Canelo. Yeah, which is weird, right? They, they don't have the rights to the fight, right? But they're allowing their fighter. And in order to allow, they're saying they eliminate that date. Okay, makes sense. And it's not bad. You know what I'm saying? We're going to lend you our star. You about to go make views with him. Fuck right. it. You know, the sure. least you can do is that. So again, this writer is insinuating uh, Canelo using... Ryder and the UK as some sort of safe haven, but truth is, isn't he coming off an injury? Yes. Okay. Secondly, uh, Dimitri Bivol's at one seventy five. Like, yo, and I, 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 I tried to challenge myself. Like, no one's telling Rigondeaux to rematch Lomachenko. I don't hear you begging Mikey to fight Earl again. When's the last time anybody asked Brooke to rematch Gennady? Like, you tried. You failed. Move the fuck on. Like, how dare this writer say he's avoiding Bivol? Like, he tried to do something great. He doesn't owe Bivol a rematch to try again? Like, what the hell? David Morrell got seven fights? How many fights does he legit got? Like, let me Google this guy. Like, I don't know why this guy continues to be a topic of conversation. Who's he beat? You know, one dude in Alantes Fox that that legit hasn't been ranked in how long? Like, come on, man. And I love Alantes and Michael. You know what I mean? But they got to stop. People always rushing someone. Yo, and as far as um, Rocky Fielding is concerned, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh... Could there be Alantes a better? Fox, could bro. there be a better opponent? Sure, right? Like the win of of Plant or either guy, Plant or Benavidez. Um, you know the winner of that fight. But here's the thing: you got a guy in in Rocky Fielding who, in you my mean John Ryder, John Ryder. I'm sorry, who in my opinion beat Rocky Fielding in their fight. In my opinion, opinion beat Callum Smith in their fight. Um, beat Daniel Jacobs. Definitely beat Daniel Jacobs and then, you know, stop Zach Parker. So to me, you who know. Stop Vaughn Alexander, who Christian Billy couldn't stop. Crazy. So to me, um, you know, he, he even had a tough fight with Billy Joe. You get what I'm saying? That went the distance. Um, we saw how Canelo handled Billy Joe. That being said, champ, you know, I think it's a great fight, and I think it's not the best fight, but I think it's a great fight, uh, especially for Canelo coming off a hand injury, Canelo coming off uh, the trilogy, and you know what I'm saying? The fact that he's taking it overseas, being a world champion, you know, I think that's great. I uh, applaud it, 
and I took my hat off to Deontay when he was more than willing to go to Russia to face Alexander Povetkin. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he was in London, if I'm not mistaken, when the results came of Povetkin popping hot. But that's what a world champion is, bro. Um, you don't always get the opportunity, but now that he does, why wouldn't I want Canelo, one of the faces of the sport, to go across the pond and, and grace the British people, uh, you know, with his presence, you know, and, and 70, 80,000 people get to watch him uh, step into the ring. I think that the Brits are the, the, the best boxing fans in the world, and they deserve that. Nah, he's a world champ, and he, he is one of the few people that can do something like that. That you know, decide you you can you want to be a main event in another country. So like, do your thing, get your tune up off. I don't have any issues with tune ups. That's these new Earl Spence fans that think tune ups shouldn't exist in boxing. I don't think anyone needs to go through the gauntlet every single fight. There has to be smaller breaks. You know, I was watching the Sean Porter podcast and Adrian. He was going off on PBC again, and maybe. What needs to be done is uh, what was suggested on that show that we're paying you a level, a certain level of money for a certain level of fight. Simple. It, it, it don't get any more difficult than that. Like, if you want a D, a C, C-plus fighter, you getting a D, a C, C-plus check. You want that A-plus check? Then you got to fight an A-plus fighter. You make it simple like that. Um, and then we won't have all these issues, man. Because these dudes are asking for a ridiculous amount of money to make these fights because they already getting ridiculous amounts of money to make lesser, garbage fights. Right, lesser fights. You know? But, again, I'm basing a lot of this show off this article because I found it interesting, right? So, other than that, he, he goes on to insinuate that the American public isn't interested in Canelo Ryder and American boxing fans won't be excited about Canelo fighting Ryder as it's questionable whether the streaming giant will be enthusiastic about that match, given that it's another no-name opponent for the Mexican star. In the last couple of years, Canelo fought these lackluster opponents. Vinny Yeardum, Rocky Fielding, he... He's disrespectful to put Billy Joe Saunders, a world champion, in multiple divisions. He put Callum Smith, a the Super Six champion, Muhammad Ali trophy winner, WBC diamond belt, WBA super belt. And then he put Daniel Jacobs, two-time champion, WBA, NIBF, arguable if you don't consider the regular a full belt when they are the ones that have the fucking mandatory. So, again, uh... I don't mind the writer because he's being edgy, I guess. You know, he's ruffling feathers um, because there is an argument for Billy Joe being lackluster. The last great performance of Billy Joe is what? David Lemieux? Uh, was that before or after the Willie Monroe? Wow, Willie Monroe. You see what I'm saying? So the writer isn't wrong. I right? Think, no, what I, about I, Daniel I, Jacobs? Was his last great win Dervianchenko in a vacant title fight for the IBF? Yeah. And Callum Smith, what's his greatest win? Still George fucking Groves? 
So how wrong is the writer? Yeah, they're accomplished fighters, but this is a world of what have you done for me lately? And what the fuck have these guys done lately? I mean, I could think of Wolverine comes to mind whenever I think of fucking Billy Joe. And that's, I could call for some shit like that. No, nah, I mean... Callum Smith, his biggest name that I can remember other than George Groves? Hassan and Dom, that, that Peter Quillen bashed around and knocked down six times in the Barclays Center. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, uh, for Callum, since losing to Canelo, he's moved up to 175, two knockouts at 175, it seems like. Uh-huh, versus who? And yeah. that's what I'm saying, the pay grade. You fighting C's and D's, you got to get paid C's and D's. I know he locked out, what, Lenin Castillo? Uh, I think that was before. Popeye. Oh, wow, he knocked out Popeye? Yeah. Nah. But I was just... You first... mean, you mean, you mean, right, uh, you mean... Nah. Nah. Oh, no. Yeah, Lenny. Nah. Yeah. Yo, nah, why? Because we watched Popeye do why? his thing in a fight the other day. I why? think he fought. Matter of fact, Popeye fought Badu Jack. That was a good yeah, fight. Yeah, no, it was Badu Jack. Yo, why a uh, boxer got Lenin under a different name? What they got him under? Castillo. Gilberto Rivera. Oh, shit. Passport came through. Yo, that DR shit came through. He's Cuban now. He's yeah, Cuban yeah, now. Yo, it's another one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, knocked out Lenin and then knocked out 21 and 1, Matthew. Oh, wow. Bartlett. Your quote is here, bro. Your quote is here. The truth is that I haven't talked about that. It was just way further down. Look at how he did it. Like, boom. And then all the jibba jabba. Then, yeah, insert. nah. I thought you was on a boxing scene at first because boxing scene, it legit stopped where you stopped. And then it's like, it stopped or you stopped. Alvarez said and then continued with the quote. I'm like, oh, look at this guy. How convenient. <laughs> but yeah, champ, I don't mind a fight. And 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 and, and fuck that writer. Uh Hayden on Canelo. But uh, you know, his no, his, his you mean the his... writer, not writer. Just yes. <laughs> um, so look, there is 15 nonstop flights from Mexico to London every day. How much? Average price. Because that's a third world country, bro. Yeah, but th these are non-stops. Just throwing that out there. These it's a lot of money. I mean, non-stop is more yeah, expensive. Yeah, no, starting at 1100 What? Bro. U.S. dollars? U.S. Bro, but that's like a fucking 13-hour flight. Wow. that's How many Mexicans can do that on this notice? Like, shouldn't he announce that now to give them five months? What the fuck? Yo, 1100 What's the dollar worth in Mexico? Bro, this is nonstop. What's the life. dollar worth in Mexico, man? What's the conversion, bro? What's my American dollar worth over there? Oh, 20. 20 pesos. <laughs> 20 to 1? Oh, wow. They, that's, that's a lot of savings Canelo about to put them through. But see, these are nonstops. Let's see what it is. So did you read the final call? He said, we will see if it's Ryder or any other opponent. I don't mind. So you see... He leaving it on Eddie to present him with this beautiful package. Hey, look, I can get you in Wembley and an O2 and in Cardiff, and you're gonna do 70, and we're gonna have some pyro, and, and we'll we'll bring out Selena and but wrong person. I just want to throw out I there mean too. To say that. I want to throw it out. We Gua need another artist. Guadalajara has nonstop flights. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Somebody said 12 pesos. Stop trying to downplay it and, and make the American dollar more even with that Mexican peso. Nah, uh, I definitely saw it at 12. 
That was definitely during my childhood, 12, 12 pesos. Damn, yo, it's true. Matchroom dropped every African-American fighter except Raymond Ford. I mean, they just signed Africa. That's true. And they just signed... Uh, Montana Tom- Love. No, uh, uh, Thomas Matisse. That's true. But, but they dropped everybody. Think about it. Anthony Sims is gone. Demetrius Andre is gone. Nikoshi Solomon is gone. I mean, who's this? Like, didn't what? Didn't Nikoshi lose? Yeah. And Anthony lost? Anthony Sims? Yes. One loss, though. Both of them only lost once. Elvis lost once, champ. It's an evil world we live in. Yeah, that's what I'm Let saying. Let me tell you, it's an evil world we live in. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what to, uh, you know, Jono said. Khalil Cole did get signed. He's still with them. And he had a draw. So, you know, and the last fight, remember, that shit went the distance. Like, I fucking, I knew it, man. Fucking my boy from Puerto Rico. Remember, we ain't bet it. I was, because I was nervous. Mm, that's right. Yo, look, even Vegas has non-stops to London. I bet you those are expensive because New York and Ve- London cheaper. is closer. Cheaper than... um. Yeah, of course it's cheaper than Mexico. Yes, yeah, 800 though. 300. That's like 300 more, 260 more than like New York. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Listen, wow. we taking calls. New York has flights for 440. No, I'm telling you, New Bro, York is on cheap. on the airline I've never in my life heard of. But they, they have straight uh flights too, but we got our first... Yes, in the building. Uh, are we cutting a promo, guys? Let's cut to a promo. We'll cut to a promo. And, and guess what, though? Perfect right time to back. cut to a promo, right? So, look, we're going to cut to one promo, but I'm going to give you two. Why? Because I talked to Fernando personally from FTWR Brand. See the beautiful hoodie that uh, Danny is wearing, which is unisex. I got my girl one. You know what I'm saying? So, that being said, normally... We would give you 15% off. But for the holiday season, if you use our code TBV, you get 20% off FTWR brand and get all the Box and Voice merch. Now, this is the thing. It's not just the Box and Voice merch. Who else is over there? You got guys like uh, Jared Anderson. You got T-O. Gabriel Flores Jr. Tiafimo Lopez. Xander Zayas. Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant. So many people. Jamel Herring. That's right. So uh, I want to thank the good people uh, over at FTWR Brand for allowing you guys to get an extra little bump for the holiday season. So go ahead and do your thing. Buy yourself a hoodie. Shout out to Caesar who showed up to the gym yesterday in the brand new hoodie with the logo that Danny didn't like. Word. The circle one? He bought the hoodie. Damn, champ. Gold. Shout out to you. Fire. You guys ever heard of uh, a wingman taking one for the team? That's you, champ. We appreciate you. You're a hater. You're a hater. Okay, so the last promo is, you see, you're getting 20% off with FTWR brand. I ain't on front. Kenichi Biz stepped it up, and they gave you 24% off, and they have extended that sale. Mm. So you got another couple of hours, and you can still get 24% off if you get ahead over to... KenichiBed.com and get yourself a set of Hibernation 5s. And again, I'm truly recommending these because they work. We get so many callers from so many different places on our platform. And obviously, you know, a lot of you guys are truck drivers and the sound you're using, uh, of you using these Hibernation 5s are perfect for the radio waves. And we do 
enjoy. But let's get to our guest, Brian. I know you're bored over there with my long jibber-jabber. So it's Stan E. Onis. Hello, how are you? We're good, we're good. Am I, and am I finally getting it right? Yes, perfect. But it's the, it's the first name I butchered, right? Yeah. <laughs> little bit, L- little bit. So how are you feeling, man? Good, good. Exciting news. I got finally my fight date. No, not fight date. The opponent, you know, so it was a long time because of this boxing business. That's what they hate most about boxing. So I'm glad I have a, you know, opponent. What what time is it over there? Because you're like 10 hours ahead of us, right? Yeah, it's 10.36 p.m. Oh, wow. Do you usually stay up this late? I go sleep at, at 12. So... You're in Lithuania now? Yes, I'm in Lithuania. I I will go to US in like two, three weeks. Oh wow. So you already have a date to come back. And um any plans to relocate permanently or you you will always live where you're living at? I will live, I think, in Lithuania all the time because I love my country now. And US is different from Europe. Mm. What would be the one thing you recommend that uh, a tourist has to see in Lithuania? Oh, I think the most thing, it's it's my city. It's a little bit different. We have like old history and uh, downtown is pretty nice. What kind of history? Mm, it was, you know, before, before it was like... Eh, how you say like the, everything was different you know now the our town they spend a lot of money making better streets and and everything like more new restaurants everything you, got- you can find some things of course it's not us you know you don't have to you will not find a lot of things to do over here so you would you say it's more countryside i live in town it's like small town it's hard to compare, you know, because in U.S. everything is big. Here is a little bit different, but usually in summer we go to the sea, Baltic Sea. So there is like everything you can. You can party, you can train, you can do jet sky, everything. When you won the WBA world title and you went back home, how were you received? Did you did you see how Sandor oh. Martin was received when he beat Mikey Garcia? And was it as big and extravagant as that? Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. Everybody now recognized me, you know, on the streets. 
So I have a lot of attention, you know, first it was like hard. I am very private guy, you know, I like to stay quiet, you know, and do my job on, uh, do the job on my own and quietly training. But now I have a lot of attention and I need to go to a lot of places, you know. Is there any frustration on your part? Because obviously, if you would have gotten your WBA mandatory, you get an opportunity to fight for three belts and supremacy, right? Like if you beat Earl, people think you're the man because you beat the man. Now the WBA gives you this mandatory with Virgil. It's kind of another roadblock before you can get to Earl. Or are you okay because you know that the world wants Earl to negotiate with Terrence Crawford and give us that fight? <clears throat> yeah, it was hard, you know, because, like, with step-aside money, it was like we we were promised, you know, the winner of me and Butai will fight Spence or of the winner Ugas, Ugas and Spence. So I supposed to fight Spence, and it was, I was thinking I will fight him, you know, but I, I learned a lot during this time because I haven't fought in nine months. When I will fight, it will be like a year. So it, it's it's difficult. Of course, I'm upset, you know. But I know and I understand I'm a like small fish in the big pot. So I have to play, I guess, by their rules. When did you realize, oh, wow, I'm not going to fight the winner of Earl and Ugas? When was that brought to your attention? When was that no longer an option? When they were negotiating, negotiating the Spence and Crawford fight, uh, I was promised, you know, to fight them on their card against somebody. So, and then I will fight the winner of them. But I, I was hearing that it was like rematch clause, everything. So I, I didn't knew, you know, exactly. I just wanted to fight. I don't want to be like these inactive fighters, you know, and fight once a year. I need experience, you know, to be honest. I have only 14 fights in professional rankings. And I need experience and I want to fight, you know, all the guys. But they are holding us up. I don't know the reason. So do you think that you would be able to get kind of a tune-up fight before the Virgil fight? Is there time for that since there is no date for the Virgil Ortiz fight yet? <clears throat> now I will go straight into the Virgils uh, against Virgil. Mm. It's not going to be any tune-up fight. I will go straight to fight him. This is something that Adrian Broner has been very vocal about over the last year, most specifically on the Portaway podcast about a few days ago, that fighters your age are being robbed of your prime because you're not fighting for nine months, 12 months, 18 months when you're in your prime, when you're supposed to be your best. You're not old. You, you don't have wear and tear. How do you feel about this inactivity and, and what do you think boxing needs to do to change that for the sport and for the fighter specifically? I agree, you know. We, we are fighters and we want to fight. So what we can change, I think, you know, the promoter is supposed to get, you know, everybody on board and you look at the like welterweight division or any division okay let's say there is so many good fighters and upcoming fighters and everybody deserves to get a shot that's why i like ufc you know you climb the rankings 
you are you have like number one spot Jump mandatory in, in the fight for That's a title. True. If you lose, you you go and fight, you know, other fighters. Champ. So I think promoters have to come together, and you can mix and match. There is so many good fights, you know. Even if you lose, you can bounce back and fight other fighters, you know. Champ, I I gotta ask, what were your thoughts to see? Uh... Golden Boy win that purse bid. I was a bit surprised. Were you surprised at all to see them win the purse bid? Yeah, I suppose like PBC will win the purse bid. They tried. They were very close, but they didn't. So it is what it is. No concern on your end uh, with them basically having control of uh, of the card at this point? I'm a fighter, you know, I have to win. I have to do everything in my power, what I can. What I can control, I can control. So the most thing, you know, I have to prepare and go into the fight, like, fully prepared. I want to follow up on that because before the purse bid results were announced, I, I read your Facebook post, and I want to hope that's your Facebook because it was damn sure spot on. Uh, you You said that even though you guys won the purse bid, this fight still isn't, a, uh, even though the purse bid is there, this fight wasn't guaranteed because of the split. Do you now believe that Virgil Ortiz is okay with the split because Golden Boy won the overall bid and control of the fight? Yes, I think he has like contract with like the zone and he will get some side money also. So, and you know, I did all the job. I, I fought other guys, you know, tough guys. And I'm the champion, you know. So I was in the same position when I was mandatory for Ugas. It was the same split. And I know you said you need the experience because you only have 14 fights. So again, I just want to double back kind of like you're okay with fighting Virgil because you get the experience versus yep. looking at it like a roadblock of another obstacle in front of the Earl Spence fight? If I can choose, of course, I will go into like Crawford fight or Spence fight. But now he's hungry lion. I'm hungry lion, you know, and we'll, we we are young. We are, you know, we are, we, we don't have a huge name in U.S. Like he has, I'm not. So I have to go through him to get a good name. And then, you know, I hope there will be no obstacles. How how different do you think? I know it's different styles. I I understand that. So please don't think that my my question is that obvious. But how different do you think the fights are going to be between Virgil and Butaev? And the reason I ask is obviously Butaev is very tough. He was dirty. You know, I was afraid for you in that fight going into it because of how he treated Jamal James. He uses his forearms. He he's a little cheater in my opinion. And Virgil is not, but they're both strong. Um how what are some of the differences you see in those fights? Mm, stylistically, I think Butaev is a little bit more more hard to adapt because he changes the stances and he hits you behind the back, behind the air, everywhere, you know. How do you so prepare you have for to that? Be careful. You can't prepare for that, you know. It's you have to have something inside, you know, it's do or die. This that fight was for me do or die, you know. I knew he's tough. I knew he's like very good fighter. He had like four hundred amateur fights, you know. So mm. you can take nothing from him. 
So he's a good fighter, but yeah, he's very dirty. And my face was like marked up a lot because of the headbutts, you know, when everything didn't went his way, you know, then he started come with a head to, to my head, you know, and I got like bumps on my, on my, on my, on my head. So I don't know, like styles. Yes. Stylistically, I think Butayev is more difficult than, than Virgil, but Virgil, Maybe he's stronger, you know, because he has like 19 fights, 19 knockouts. But everybody can punch, you know, and it's about opposition, what kind of opposition you fight. But do you look forward to the Virgil fight more because it's less to worry about? Like, again, like you said, going into the Butaya fight, you know he punches behind the head. You know that he's a sneaky fighter. So those things, I'm assuming, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming they're on the forefront of your mind because of that, or are they not? And you worry about it as it comes during the fight. Yeah, you're, I agree. You're right. Yeah, I was, like, very aware of the punches, you know, behind the back, and I was, like, yeah, a little bit nervous, you know, because it's referee's job, you know, to take a point or, you know, say to him, like, you can't do this or you can't do that. But, yeah, I tried, you know, to cover as much or lean my head down, you know, to 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 not to get that punch, you know, behind the back. So, in the Virgil fight, is the game plan maybe to try and take him to deep water uh, because he got all the knockouts is it just, you know, stay away from the power? Like, how do you approach a fight with a guy, like you said, with a 100% knockout ratio? Yeah, I don't know how to fight backwards, you know. So it's do or die. <laughs> I will go in there and we are going, you know, toe to toe. And it's going to be a good fight. I know he is strong and young. And, you know, for me, this fight, you know, it's like if I will win this fight, I'll get my name, you know, in U.S. markets. So that's good for me. If I will lose, yeah, it, it's not good. So I have to do everything in my power to get the victory. When and how did you meet Richard Schaefer? How did that relationship come about? I signed with Ringstar in 2017 after Olympic Games. And, but most of the fights I fought on PBC, you know, because he has a relationship with Al Heyman. And, and then, you know, it was like mandatory and my contract extended because they pushed me to, to be a mandatory. So when you have like, when you're fighting for a belt, it's automatically extending for two years. So... Is Marvin the head trainer or does Freddie train you? Like, uh, what's going on over there? And I mean Marvin Simodio, for those that don't know uh, who I'm speaking, I'm talking Marvin Simodio from California. Yeah, so Marvin Simodio is my my main trainer, but also my Lithuania coach. He trains me here in Lithuania. We We do all the workouts. But they also, Marvin and my Lithuanian coach, they speak, you know, and they, they make shadows for me. So my Lithuanian coach was in my corner last fight, but Marvin, yeah, he, he's, a head, he's a head trainer. How'd that come about? What, what drove you or attracted you to Marvin? I mean, I don't know any big name fighter. I want to say Masito Gesta. He's worked, obviously, with Koto as 
an assistant with Freddie, but does he have... Danny, you know, like, the, um, you might be the biggest name he's got, right? Yeah, I'm his first world champion, you know, but uh, speaking about the names, like, most of the trainers, when they have a lot of world champions, they don't have time for you. Mm -hmm. you no, know, you have to adapt and do this and that, and they not always have time for you. They give so to somebody, you know, to train some days. So Marvin is the exception. He 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 works hard, very hard. You know, he takes care of the fighters, and he spends most time for you. You know, he gives all because I have a dream. I had a dream to become world champion. He had a dream, and I think we are good bond. What was it about him? Like, in terms of trainer, like, what is it from his boxing mind that gave you confirmation? Yeah, this is where I want to train. This is who I want to be taught from. Yeah, we, we just clicked, you know, when we hit the pads, when we speak about training, what's good, what's bad, you know. I'm the kind of guy, I, I don't need, like, even, like, somebody to push me. I push myself, you know, through the limit. So I just need sometimes to somebody say stop you know you need to take a rest or day off so he he's perfect for me and we just clicked so let's put it that way champ um i'm curious have you sat down to see any tape on virgil yet or is that something that typically marvin takes care of and then you guys talk about it um how much of virgil have you seen I saw a lot. I, I was a fan of him, you know. I, I, I'm i fan of the sport also because I watch all the fights, you know, who's coming up and who who's good. And I saw the, my, uh, the guy from my hometown, he fought Mean Machine, you know, against Virgil. So I was watching that fight live for sure. Okay. And But Marvin takes care of everything, you know, because... I don't like, you know, to see what the fighter do wrong or good. Uh, I just see, you know, if he changes the stances and what's the most punches he throws, you know, what's the favorite punch for him. And I have this in mind and that's it, you know. In the ring, you have to adjust and make uh, and adapt, you know, and find the key to victory. So uh, I got some questions here from the people. One is coming from Ruin of 504. He says, will you finally dominate the 147-pound 140 division? Do you see yourself moving up to 147? So excuse me. He said, when you finally dominate it, do you see yourself moving up to 154? Yeah, for sure. Mm, I want to, you know, become two weight classes world champion. So that's my goal. And eventually I will move up later on. But also I will try and see how my weight is in this training camp. Maybe I'll go 140. Who knows? Oh, wow. You think you can go down? I think, you know. I will tell you after this fight. <laughs> <laughs> what is bigger for you? Is it bigger to fight Virgil Ortiz next or for your promoter to announce that you're fighting Regis Progrius for the WBC at 140 next? I don't even know. That's the I same promoter. You know I that. Think Virgil, yeah, I think Virgil because, you know, it's like huge fight. Mm. So going back to Marvin, uh, you said you leave everything to him when it comes to the tape. 
Do, do you also leave it to him for the uh, selection of the sparring partners? No, we talk. That's what I like about him, you know. I see one side from me, what I see and what I need, what I feel, you know. Sometimes I feel sparring partners and, you know, sometimes at wildcard, you... Well, few times happened when I supposed to spar one guy like eight rounds and I go and sparring pretty hard, you know, and Marvin left, you know, to, to Texas for some fight or, or somewhere and the guy didn't show up. So I was mad. We spoke, you know, that we need to find maybe like two guys, you know, to have just in case. Okay. And do you think it'll be difficult or is it easier since you're holding camp in California, to find a style that will mimic Virgil Ortiz? It's hard to find his style, you know, fighters. Really? So, but but we, will, we, we will try to adapt, you know. Uh, we, we have some, you know, in mind already. We have at Wildcard, and we will bring some sparring partners also. Everything will be okay. We, we already spoke about this and who's going to be, you know, sparring partners. I'm just so being nosy. I'm just, I'm just being nosy and trying to, uh, you know, give entertainment to the fans. They, they like these sorts of things. You think that um, it would be good to bring in 154 pounders because it will replicate the power or at least the, 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 the blows that you're receiving, uh, quote unquote, will match or be comparable to his power? Mm. Yeah, we will bring the heavier guys also. But, you know, in Lithuania, I spar with heavyweights. I spar wow. in the wild card, like, with light heavyweights. It doesn't matter. I can take the punch. Uh, so I got James Valdez in San Antonio, Texas, that says, where do you reside here in the United States, and how often do you go back to your country? And how are you treated back home? Are you a celebrity status? You pretty much answered all that, but if you feel you want to add, it's okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm now celebrity, you know. I'm one of the best athletes in Lithuania. All eyes on me now, especially <laughs> with this fight. I Everybody is watching and waiting. So, <laughs> yes. But in California, I go for like two months for a training camp. And I love California a lot. And and U.S., you know, it's a good place to be and just, you know, train. Like being locked in and in training camp. Uh, any beaches near Lithuania where you live? We have Baltic Sea. There is like that's that's the most famous beach. It's mm -hmm. like it's called Baltic Sea. So everybody goes there in the summer because we have like very short summer, like two three months, mm -hmm. and that's it. Damn, so now it's cold. It's like fifteen. Wow, wow. So you love the cold? Oh no, I got Victor. No, no, I don't. I I hate I hate cold. <laughs> Me too, but you're staying in Lithuania, so you love the cold. If you only got three months of summer, I got Victor Banuelos. Makes you tougher. Makes mm. you tougher. Yeah, that's why Rocky went out there to train. <laughs> I got Victor Banuelos from California that says, uh, "What is the most delicious plate of food that you can recommend for someone who might want to visit your home country of Lithuania?" Oh, so we have like. Our traditional food, it's like, it's called cepeline. It's like potato with a, with a meat. Mm. So it, it's really good. It's very different. You know, we will not find in U.S. anywhere. What's your favorite dish here in the U.S.? Or do you not get to enjoy it because it's always training camp? 
I never enjoy food. Even in Lithuania, I eat healthy. You know, I live like really healthy lifestyle. So I don't have any cheat days. Okay. 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 Well, those are all my questions, Danny. If you don't have anything else, I just, guess I do just, have to ask you though. Like, do you think this fight with Earl and and and, and Terence is gonna actually happen or? To be honest, I don't think so. And secondly, I don't care anymore, you know. I, I was excited for this fight, you know. But when it fall fall apart, now I don't care. Even if they will fight, I will not watch. Did you see the video of Jerron Ennis saying that he was excited, thinking that he was going to fight you, and uh, now he's got to fight Karen, or you didn't know? Yeah, yeah, I saw. But it's easy to say when I have a fight, you know. But before, nobody said nothing and nobody sent the contract, you know. When Virgil became my mandatory, then he started to talk, you know. I told my manager, I will fight anybody, you know. Like, honestly, anybody. I don't care. I need to earn my, my name in the U.S. market, so I have to go uh, hard road, not easy route. So, So in your opinion... Was there an easier route between Boots and Virgil, or is it equally the same difficulty, in your opinion? Or do you still see one more difficult than the other from the outside looking in? It's hard to tell, you know, because of the styles. It's different. And until you get in the ring with a fighter, it's hard to say, like, really. I, I can't say this. They are both good fighters and both talented, you know, and... Ennis is very talented, I know. But can I, you know, hang with him? Yes, for sure. Can I win? Yes, for sure. I have the will, you know. Have you ever been face-to-face? Have you been able to size him up, see how big he really is? He's not so big. Yeah, I saw when they fought Lorme on the same card. He fought uh, Lipinets. So he's not big to you? No, it's his normal size. <laughs> so he could get it next? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Stanley Onis, thank you for coming on. If you want to give out your... Uh... Man, give a message to to, to, to Virgil, man, because uh, I feel like a lot of people are overlooking you, champ. I think that you're not getting, uh, you know, the respect that you deserve. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the fight. So I want to hear a message to Virgil Ortiz. I can give the message, you know, to the fans because they they have to watch this fight. I'm not going lay down. I will do all my best to get the victory, and it's going to be a banger. That's mm. for sure. Let's go, Tim. We can't wait. Last one sliding in from Houston says, "What's up, Stanny? Thanks for coming on the show. With the unwanted activity, what do you think about fighters signing contracts with time frame triggers? Meaning, if a promoter don't get a fighter," a fight within a certain time frame, then it triggers a consolation check for missing the date. What do you think? That will be perfect, you know, <laughs> because we have we get we get money only for fights. So when we are sitting on the sideline, I to be honest, I supposed to fight September, then October, then November, then December, and then January. And all these dates I was always in shape. I was ready Two times I almost bought the tickets to fly to U.S., you know, and finish my training camp and everything fall apart. So it's sad and you spend money on training camps and 
you can't live like normal life, you know. You, I feel sometimes I'm in jail, you know. Wow. I have to do these things over and over and again, and I can't go anywhere, enjoy life, you know, because I'm always, I have like pressure, you know, because I have to be ready. Wow. Are you married? Mm, I have fiance, yes. So is boxing pushing back the wedding date? And the reason I ask, not being nosy, it's a re relative, obviously. Um, Regis Progray, who I mentioned earlier, he is in some failed negotiations with Jose Ramirez, who didn't take a title shot because he had to get married. And now he's back in that title shot opportunity with Regis as the champion versus fighting for a vacant. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to ask you, because he made it public, like, you know, I didn't take the title shot because I promised my wife we would get married. We were engaged for three years. So just want to see where that is for you and how difficult that is for you because that could be adding to the pressure as well, you know? You know, it depends on the woman. I'm lucky I have a good woman. She understands everything. That boxing gave everything for me and it's my life. You know, boxing is my life. So... We spoke about this, and she's okay with everything. You know what I will choose. She knows I will choose the the right decision, and I will make the right decision. So you don't have a date? Not yet, because of the fights, you know, and everything. So I want I want to focus now on the fight, you know, and then we will see. Do you think hypothetically, right? You beat Virgil, now you're being offered your title shot. You find yourself in the same predicament as Jose Ramirez where you did give her a date. That date is approaching. So it's either marry or take the fight. Can't do both. What are you take doing? Take the fight. Take the fight. <laughs> take the fight. I, like I said, I'm lucky, man. My woman understands these things. Now let me ask and you, though. These things, these things can't wait, you know? But let me ask you, are you saying that? Do you think that you would have chose the route that Jose Ramirez chose had you already become world champion? Because remember, Jose did, he's already been unified. He lost to, to, to Josh Teller. So after that, you know, he's a former champ, but he's already won the IBF and the WBC at 140. So do you think that if that was your situation, then yes, maybe you would handle it different or still title shot because accolades means putting you in the history books? I was reading, you know, differently because he got like, during the COVID, he has like postponements of the fights and everything. But for me, it's legacy and the fights because the career of the athlete is very short, you know, mm -hmm. and the short, frame of time you have to you know do your best be active and fight and later on you can live your life wow you're gonna win a lot of fans over with that mentality man they know that you mean business and everything else is to the back i do have one last question to slid in uh new york bullet says what's up champ it's his infamous question he loves saying this and he says if you can fight any legend uh in a dream fight who would that be myron hagler oh wow Oh wow! No wonder you want to fight Boos. You don't. You don't care. You're not afraid of power at all. Why, Marvin? Chan? No. Wow. No, no, no. Why you have to be? You know, afraid of power. I, I mean, not afraid, not but afraid you know that the anything. fight. You know, if a guy is a puncher, 
the fight can be over at any moment. At least if, and no disrespect to Michael Fox, but we're talking welterweights, right? Like, you're not expecting Michael Fox to knock you out, but maybe that can happen versus Virgil, right or wrong? Yes, yes, for sure. But I like challenges. I like to, you know, to, to see where I am, what I can achieve. And, you know, when the times get tough, what I will do, you know, mm-hmm. it's sink or swim for me. No, that's amazing. I'm telling you, this is exactly what fight fans need to hear. This is the type of stuff that, you know, have them be attracted to your personality because uh, this is a doggy dog world, you know, uh, and, and fight fans don't care about marriages and wives. They just want to see you fight. So for you to have that attitude, you know, I'm sure they're going to get behind you. But look, I don't want to keep you any longer. I want to thank you, obviously, for coming on. Uh, I do want to apologize if you feel I, I offended you in any way with uh, any of our Edited clips. Now, remember, I'm not editing that shit. I might be saying it, but I'm not putting it together to make it look all shiny. But, yeah, you know, we love you around here. We've been following you from the beginning, and we appreciate you, uh, you know, being the bigger man and giving us a second opportunity. And we hope the best for you and Virgil. But if you can, before you go, is there like a dream location for the Virgil, Virgil fight? Not dream, but I guess like the most realistic location you would like it to land at. I would love to fight, you know, in L.A. Well, thanks, thanks, guys, you know, for having me. It's okay, you know, I understand. Like you said, you know, some sometimes everybody is like boxing is speculation. And I understand that it's it's all love. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Give out that Sam. social media for anybody crazy enough not to be following you. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Eamon Tastanianis. All right, thank you so much. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, your WBA world champion. You're going to be taking on Virgil Ortiz. I'm excited. I really, really enjoy that type of attitude. A dude that's facing Virgil. And willing to face whoever. Not willing to face whoever. He specifically is facing Virgil, willing to fight Boots, and call Boots on his interview. Like, yeah, it's easy to say once I got a fight after I'm mandated. I ain't getting no offer. Mm. That was greasy talk. Then his fantasy fight is Marvin Hagler. Nah. Nah. Where's the red flyer wagon? You said the red flyer wagon? Red flyer wagon. Oh, yeah. You never seen that in the movies? The little red... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why he needs that? Why? To carry his balls. God damn, that boy got... Yo, he is... How long you been... How long you had that on top? Oh, yeah, I do that. I do that often for Canelo, but it's not a lot of people that get to use a little red flyer wagon. I'm Mm. telling you, there's not a lot of fighters that tough. You kidding me? No, sir. A lot of fighters rather title shots or nothing. Yeah, he talking greasy. I loved it. But we are taking callers if you want to call in. If not, we are outie. Number to call in, 425. Is it 500 or 5,000? I, I just showed my age. I thought it was... Uh, oh, it's 5,000. She said 5,000. Oh, damn. I, I thought it showed... was three. It's what? not three. Audi 3,000? No. No, it's like a phrase. Like, I'm Audi 5,000. Yeah, I thought it was Audi 3,000, no? What? No. Is that even a car? Like, where'd you get that I mean, from? the Audi, Audi 5,000. I'm pretty sure. Five, I mean, why else would they say it? It was like an 80s phrase. Um, maybe a car from back in the yeah, day. Yeah, of course. Old like, 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 you know, like the like, paid in full days, the Beamers, the Sobs, you know what I'm saying? The Lex Coops, the Beamers yo, in the Benz. The, the Sobs? To all my ladies and my friends, keep your head up. Into the hood. Yo, one four two five five six nine fifty two. 52 old ass car, yeah. Okay. I told you. 
1-425-569-5241. If you want to talk Canelo's return, you want to talk about our welterweight WBA champion, Lithuanian resident, Mentis Stenonius, who had a fantastic interview with us. So it's really the Audi 100, mm. but they call it, it said... Sometimes called Audi 5000 in North America. Yeah, yo, North America, that's us. In the East, baby, we always making some shit up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to show you this shit, Yo, I'm too. Audi 5000, yo. Let me uh, get to this caller. Who is this in New York City? Talk about North America, baby. Let's see. Is it, what is that? It looks like the BX, though. Let me look it up. Mmm. All right, hold up, right. one sec. Three. Boom. Said to my left, right? Just your left, not to be confused with your right or my right. Or Brian's right. Boom. So we go like this. Oh, wow. We go like this, and then. Oh, wow. I don't even, re I remember the yeah. phrase, not the car, bro. Yeah. No, I think I do remember that car. Ugly. Probably was hot back then. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, and this isn't decked out. You know what I'm saying? It's a fishbowl in the picture, but this is the vehicle, the Audi 5000 in question. I got Easy Rollins on the line, New York City. What's up? Talk to me. Yo, that was a great interview. Thank you. Really good interview. Um, I like Stenonis. I just think he takes too many punches. His, I put some, um, some, some, what's it, the chats, whatever. Super chat's in there. His last fight was a war, and I was very impressed. But I think he stands in front of people too much, and I wanted to hear him talk about that. Because if he stands in front of um somebody like Spence, he's going to get eaten up. But that was a great interview, guys. Awesome interview, man. Damn, I ain't even see those Super Chats doing the live. My bad. Uh, but the best way to get those questions answered is to join the Patreon, man. And every guest that we have, uh, you'll be able to ask him a question. I do apologize. I did not see that. Is that... It's joining the Patreon. Is that the same as joining the Facebook group? Or? Oh, nah, no. Nah, the Facebook or the group is for Border Wars. So, yo, YouTube shit? Uh, YouTube, right. YouTube is right, different, I'm, I'm, too. <laughs> but, yo, it's funny. I was... Uh, nah, listen, but go ahead. I also think Sionis has a great jab, and he, he needs to use it more. He wouldn't take so much punishment if he used his jab more. But remember, he said a lot of that punishment was headbutts because Butaya was dirty. You know, Butaya was dirty, but a lot of that punishment was him fight, fighting on the inside, not only taking headbutts, but taking, taking money shots from Butaya. But Sionis got a jaw. He got a jaw, for sure. He do. He took some good punishment there, and it wasn't just headbutts. So if he, took, if he works his job better, he wouldn't take all that punishment. It's really a European style of fighting. Hmm. But thank you, fellas. Thank you. Oh, you got it, Tim. Right? Appreciate and I'm looking you. Joining the, um, the YouTube group, I mean, the YouTube thing you got up there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's YouTube members. Go ahead and do that. You're going to get your that's money back for that for sure because we definitely do a betting show every Friday, 8.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m., depending on how long the morning show goes over. And we always giving out at least one win. The problem is people going to have to start just picking at one win. Because when you start 
doing our parlays, that's when it gets a little tricky. You know what I mean? Just go for the win that we mentioned. Make that bread and go for there. Um, but that is everybody. Nest GTO, Instagram and Twitter. Catch me on the next one. 6 a.m. Manana. Tomorrow. And we don't out. forget, we still got two Christmas rush sales going on. You can check out KenichiBear.com and get yourself a set of hibernation fives and get 24% off. Might as well sell 25. It's almost 25. Might as well sell 25. Almost. And 20% off. FTWR brand, so you can get your TBV merch or your favorite fighters merch. Remember that they have a shitload of merch, and only we are giving you a Christmas uh, discount over there. So you can't even get it on their own site. So uh, use our links in and the just description. Just want to remind everybody: those same headphones can be used not just on the game, not just on the road. What's Listen to music, in? calling in, and on top of that, you also have to keep in mind, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that the FTWR discount applies to all of their products. So, like we mentioned, the Jared Anderson merch you can yep. get, you can get that Zandazias merch, that To merch, Puerto that Caleb, you know, whatever you want. Is Belanga with them? No. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Hmm. But Belanga suspension is up, yo. But we're out. Next GTO Instagram and Twitter. Catch me on the next one. Peace. Adios.